You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. I hope all is well wherever you are. I hope you're happy safe, healthy, and I am certain that you are bummed. As we begin to unpack things, I want to remind you that our post-game show here at Blogging the Boys is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys. Yes, they are still ours. That is correct. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center training facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 and 20 grams of protein. Biltong 32 and each meat stick has eight grams of protein if it's good enough for the cowboys well i know that's not going to satisfy you right now it has got to be good enough for you as well righteous felon uses locally sourced all natural black angus beef and prides itself on superior quality revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offerings head to righteousfelon.com and use discount code btb15 at checkout to get 15 percent off of your order that is discount code btb15 at checkout to get 15 percent off of your order uh, the season is over for the Dallas Cowboys. 19-12, to 12, the final score on the road against the San Francisco 49ers, the team who owns them, right? I mean, um, we, we sit here and we talk about um, how this is a rivalry, how this was the ninth playoff meeting, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that the Cowboys as a franchise haven't won some important playoff games against the 49ers, but as far as this iteration, as far as modern NFL history, modern as we know it to be, as far as the 21st century, as far as you know, the Dallas Cowboys in today's world, there is no rivalry. A rivalry can only be a rivalry if there is a back and a forth. If it is one way, if it is domination, it is ownership. It is not a rivalry, and I hate to say, I hate to admit, I hate to tell all of you that the 49 49ers own us. We cannot run from that. The Eagles don't own us. The Giants, the Commanders, nobody owns us. But the 49ers, they do. I will be honest about that. Uh, we're going to have to um, to to face some hard truths here in our postgame show as, as it is officially uh, the offseason for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys obviously found out, as we all did, on Saturday night that the Philadelphia Eagles would be hosting the NFC Championship game. And I, you would be lying. You would be lying to yourself if you said you didn't allow yourself to to fantasize and and maybe it, it isn't that maybe that's not the right word because it, it would have been terrifying right it would have been grueling and scary and and riddled with anxiety for us to to contemplate the ideas of losing the nfc championship game to the philadelphia eagles but you know what our team couldn't even get there and there's going to be a lot of eagles fans who who roast us and drag us and say man it would have been awesome we would have had the rubber match between the two because of the games that we saw in the regular season and you couldn't even get there and all of that while it's frustrating is fair game right now the dallas cowboys had Every opportunity they sat here, they told us for a year that they wanted this shot, that they were going to be different, that they were not going to get pushed around, and they ran into the same team. And I will give them a lot of credit. We've done that all season long. They have proven that they are different in some senses. But when the going gets tough, when the moment is the brightest, they folded. And it's 
you could argue it's unfair to say how can you make it all about one moment, one game? That's that's the game. That's reality, right? You can be amazing. I'm a Houston Astros fan, and you know what? Anytime anybody brings up Aaron Judge and the home run record, you know what I tell them? The Astros swept him in the ALCS and then went on to win the World Series. None of it means anything if you don't win the most important games, and we know that lesson all too well. Shout out to Taylor Swift as Dallas Cowboys fans. Thank you, Carlos Martinez, for the super chat. As I wish I could continue to defend Dak, but I honestly cannot. This was the biggest game, and he did not show up. D gave him plenty of chances. Also, why did we keep Gallup if he was going to not show up? Here's the thing. Um, I was going to tweet something about this, but I didn't want to tweet something I didn't mean, right? Our emotions are running very high. And if you have watched me or listened to me for any stretch of time, you know that I'm somebody who believes in Dak Prescott. And I maintain that Dak Prescott has at times throughout his career played like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. That is objectively true. However, it is also objectively true what Carlos is saying here in his super chat. I did tweet this several times throughout the final, you know, sort of moments of the game. The Cowboys defense kept giving Dak Prescott chances. And I tweeted several different times. This is it. This is the stage. This is the moment, right? This is the opportunity. Nick Sirianni played the final rap scene from 8 Mile and everybody dragged him. This was your one shot. This was your one opportunity, Dak. And you couldn't do it. And I know the 49ers defense is amazing. I know the 49ers defense is great. And all that jazz. Shout out to Chicago. All right. But if Jalen Hurts does it next week, then then what do you have to say? I mean, and it doesn't mean that Dak is, is not a good quarterback or the Cowboys should move on. Like, we don't have to live in these extremes and, and make these dramatic sort of leaps or, or, or conclusions or anything like that. But it is so it's, it's actually not difficult. It, it's impossible to defend Dak right now. This was Dak's moment. It's, and coming off of Monday night where he proved a lot of things, and that's important, but the moment was bigger. The moment was brighter. This was the opportunity. You had your chance to carve your place in Dallas Cowboys franchise lore, and you went 22 of 36 for 198 yards. You had the touchdown early on. Respect. You had two interceptions. And you know where this game was lost, people? This game was not lost on the end or the final play. The silly, ridiculous. Let's put this up here. All right, this is the final play that the Cowboys ran with the season on the line. Now, if you're listening to the podcast version of this um, after the fact, you're, you're not seeing it, obviously. But if you're watching on YouTube, whether live or at your own pace, what in the world is this? I understand that maybe you want to, you know, report these offensive linemen as eligible, right? Your, your, your plan is, is to, you know, involve a lot of laterals, whatever the case may be. This dude, do not go out like this. I mean, this is such a bitter pill to swallow to go out like this man with Zeke Elliott and and you run this play and you know what maybe if you pick up 40 45 yards somebody sits here and laughs and says hey maybe it could have worked right it was possible whatever Zeke gets blasted off the line of scrimmage because of course and then you, your first pass where you're, you're trying to set up all this you know sort of chain reaction Cavante Turpin doesn't even get a lateral off I mean it was just such an embarrassing thing. And as Dallas Cowboys fans, we're sick of it. We're sick of the embarrassing things, but we cannot get away from them. Oxnard, uh, fur by bull. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, apologies if I've been correct. Thank you for the super chat. Says, have lost all trust in four. We need to move on. Again, I think the idea of all trust being gone is an overreaction, but I'm totally with you. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's no way you can't run from this. I'm a big Dak Prescott defender. Like I'm saying, you cannot run from this. This Dak shrunk in this moment. That does not mean we, we don't have to say, well, he wasn't the best so that he's the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL. That's the overreaction that I do want to fight back against. But he was not the guy in this moment. 
And I don't know that I would classify Brock Purdy as being the guy. Obviously, the Niners are a very talented team, and he's not asked to do much. But you know what? The few times he was asked to do something, he pulled it off. And you got to give him credit. I think it's a little bit of a gross misrepresentation to say he outdueled Dak. But I think in the moments that Brock Purdy had to deliver, he did. And I think in the moments that Dak Prescott had to deliver, sometimes he did, but he mostly did not. Grizz, thank you for the super chat. Says, RJ, when can you finally admit Jalen is better than Dak? can't keep defending that man i'm not going to repeat myself uh just for all of you i mean i'm well on record at this point by dak but it's hard i mean i i mean i'm very anxious to see jalen against the eagles next week but jalen hurts should have won mvp this year he would have won mvp obviously in all likelihood if he had played every regular season game and that's the frustrating thing the cowboys had the opportunity to rewrite that narrative right i sat here and i mentioned that i'm an astros fan and the aaron judge thing right if the cowboys had won this game and if the cowboys had gone to philly and if the cowboys had won the nfc championship game they could have sat here and we could have sat here and said good eagles enjoy your nfc east championship caps enjoy jalen hurts's amazing regular season because the cowboys won the game that mattered and the cowboys don't get the opportunity to go win that game against jalen hurts because they folded that's on them thank you also to kel benjamin for the super chat says can you at least give me one positive uh from this rj um i think one positive is that cd lamb was called upon to be the guy and he was i mean cd lamb was targeted 13 times had 10 catches 117 yards the the you know highest performance in the game in that respect didn't have a touchdown battled through the pinky thing that we saw i think cd lamb was the the sort of bright shining light on offense and that's the, the cowboys problem i saw one of you mentioned or there was the comment about michael gallup that was a bet the Cowboys lost, and we don't need to sit here and relitigate the Amari Cooper thing, but the Cowboys banked on CeeDee Lamb being the guy. Respect. You hit on that. However, you need multiple guys. You need multiple dudes, and today was a huge indication at how that is true. You cannot have just one guy, even if he is amazing the way CeeDee Lamb is. When Tony Pollard got hurt, you were down. It was just CeeDee. That's it. Did Michael Gallup even have a, a catch in this game off the top of my head? Um, he had none. He had three targets and no catches. And that doesn't mean he's trash. T.Y. Hilton had one catch. No. So C.D. Lamb had 10 catches in this game, everybody. All right. Dalton Schultz had five catches. Before I move on, Dalton Schultz, I don't know that I think he's back with the Cowboys just because of the franchise tag situation. But how you cannot fight to get out of bounds, you have to know that rule. You have to know that they're going to call forward progress if you lazily go about it at the end. That was mistake number one. And then lazily approaching that catch. And he was obviously ruled incomplete. That was the correct ruling. And really, I'm not saying if Dalton Schultz handles his business, the Cowboys execute the comeback flawlessly. But Dalton Schultz in high leverage situation or a high leverage situation where he had to have high level elite awareness really let the team down. I mean, we're not going to do a stock report here because the season's over, so it's stocked down on everybody. But man alive, Dalton Schultz had a horrible end of this game. But so you've got 10 catches for CeeDee Lamb, five catches for Dalton Schultz off of 10 targets, 10 targets for Dalton Schultz in this game. You've got to get some more playmakers in this game. There were two targets for Noah Brown. He caught both of them. T.Y. Hilton was targeted one time in this game, and it was very early on. I do not know. I cannot explain why that did not become more of a thing throughout the game. Tony Pollard had two catches. Zeke had two catches. I don't know why you're involving Zeke in the passing game. And Michael Gallup, no catches, as mentioned. So CeeDee Lamb was amazing. I also agree with Farith Robledo. Thank you for the super chats. His defense was amazing. Micah got held a ton. Tony Pollard and the O-line did all they could. CeeDee was taking cheap shots, and Dak is inconsistent and unreliable to make it to the Super Bowl. The defense, this was a master class of a performance uh, from the Cowboys defense. I mean, they held and limited one of the highest scoring, most efficient offenses that we've seen in the NFL this season. You know, they really kind of took away all their powers. And that's what's so frustrating. If you are somebody who has defended Dak Prescott like I have, 
the defense had to pitch a perfect game. And I don't know that they did, but they certainly did everything that they could. The defense made this game winnable for the Dallas Cowboys, and the offense did not carry their end of the bargain. And that is such a frustrating thing to sit with for, what, eight months at this point in time. So that is tough. Mikey Montano, thank you for the super chat. Um, sorry that uh, you root for Arsenal. I'm not going to talk about that match either. But it says, four is great for staying relevant, but is not the guy to take us over the hump. We're stuck in a pit with our tires spinning with four. Literal purgatory. I'd still disagree with this. I mean, I'm not, I believe me, I'm not going to sit here and, and cape or make excuses for Dak Prescott. But, um, and this sounds like an excuse, but you cannot put any quarterback in an offense that doesn't have any playmakers. I think Josh Allen's kind of in a similar boat. Stephon Diggs is amazing, but who do the Bills have that's like an amazing playmaker? And we kind of saw that be a limitation for them today. So you have to find a way. You have to get some more people involved. Um, again, Dak played awful. Dak had the opportunity. Santos Lozano says Dak's not that guy. Kevin says Dak is not good enough if he's going to turn the ball over nonstop. And here's the thing. I, I, you know, I'm somebody who, who fought the good fight, I thought, and said, you know, these turnovers, you have these tips and whatevers and blah, blah, blahs. And I do think that was true to some extent, but I, I, I got lost on my train of thought. This game was not lost. And this is, I know, I remember how I got lost. This game was not lost on this moment. This final stupid play at the very end of the game, the game was not lost here. The game was lost. Remember, this game that the Cowboys lost by seven points. This game was lost on what might have been a 10-point swing at the end of the first half. I have no idea what Dak Prescott's doing trying to force that ball at the end of the first half. Yeah, it gets tipped. It's still a horrible throw no matter what. The, the result is just even more bad luck working against you. But it, you cannot make that throw. You cannot be that forceful. The Cowboys were driving, and I thought they should have attempted a field goal. Obviously, things were still a little bit shaky at that point down at the end of the first half, again, with Brett Maher. But they go for it. Dak picks it up with his legs. All right, we're moving. We're grooving. And then you force this pass. And then this defense that has done such a wonderful job is in this really awkward situation, and they get beat. And they give up three points. That was a 10-point swing at the end of the first half, potentially. I mean, it could have been a six-point swing, obviously. Uh, but even if it had been a six-point swing, your whole situation is different down by seven in the final moments because you're not down by seven. You're down by one if you have that six-point swing working out your way. That is the moment that the Dallas Cowboys season ended, the end of the first half. Devin, thank you for the super chat. says, I am sad, but thank you, RJ, for making the season fun to watch and making me a more positive fan. Thank you, Devin. And look, I know, um, and look, I'm really mad and I'm really upset and I'm really sad. I think it's so important for us to acknowledge the feelings and the emotions that are associated with this. We put a lot into this, right? We're fans and it's it's frustrating. We want it so bad. Um, I became a more positive fan. That That is something that I am happy about that is a net result of this season. Uh, I've been a, a huge critic of the Cowboys and there are things to be critical of and we'll have an entire offseason that starts now, obviously, to do that. Um, this team was still a very good team. They were disappointing when it mattered the most. And, and that's why we live in a world where multiple things can be true. Um, but, but this team did kind of teach me or, or help me kind of find the positive version of myself a little bit. Um, it's just a bummer that it ended. And I think, um, you know, I, I think it's they're not one of the best four teams. Right. I, I think, you know, I don't know that we were lying to ourselves, but if, if you look at the teams that are playing for a ticket to the Super Bowl next week, they're not better. And I know they beat the Bengals and I know they beat the Eagles, obviously, without Hurts, but they're they're clearly not better than the 49ers. They're not better than the Eagles. They're, they're not, you know, the team that the Eagles were last night. They're not better than the version of the Bengals that we're seeing right now. I, I might pick the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. It's a whole different conversation. And they're certainly not better than the Chiefs. Um, it's tough. Easy. Um, I know we're getting to these comments a little bit late. It says, RJ, what are your thoughts on Dalton? I know you were a big fan of his all season. Um, kind of had the spiel a little while ago. Just a really, really, really disappointing end uh, there for Dalton Schultz. A football critic, thank you for the super chat. Says, sell all stock. Need a new portfolio. That's uh, that's well put. Lawrence, thank you for the super chat. Says, Jerry has to make a move. Um, I really, 
would be so bummed if the Cowboys went and did this Sean Payton thing. By the way, Jerry, after the game, uh, saying um, – I'm seeing this tweet from Lori Haresh, friend of ours uh, from ESPN Australia, uh, tweeted, frankly, turnover – Jerry said, frankly, turnovers do settle scores in games like that. Duh. Um, we had it there for us to go get a step farther in the championship. I'm sick. Don't have really anything material or important to listen to to say so disappointed for our fans. And that's the thing. Like this was a very good season and I don't want us to lose sight of that. And the Cowboys did something impressive on Monday night. Was it the most impressive thing of all time? Obviously not. Um, but, but it's just, it's such a, a sobering sort of feeling. I mean, this, you look at it and, and look, I, I'm not, the Cowboys aren't a dynasty. Obviously you have to win at least, you know, two titles to, to be considered a dynasty, but this window that they have, and, and the term window gets thrown out in, in such weird ways in sports, but you're going to lose some people, right? What's going to happen with Tony Pollard? Are you going to cut Zeke Elliott? Who, what, what's Michael Gallup going to look like? You got to figure out contract situations for CeeDee Lamb and Trayvon Diggs, right? What, what's going to happen with Leighton Vanderish, right? Like the turnover makes doing things year to year so difficult. And so, um, it's, it's tough to get this close again and fall short again. Um, again, a lesson that we know very well. Um, I don't want to, um, uh, let's see, I don't want to misread this tweet, but Marcus Spears, friend of BTBs, um, somebody tweeted at Marcus and said, I want that. He's my guy. I just want the heat for the first run guy. Okay. People are coming at Josh Allen too. I'm not, I'm not going to waste time talking about Josh Allen here. We're obviously, we have a lot to get to. Uh, let me get to more of the super chats that I missed. Chris, thank you. Says, think that McCarthy is the guy Kellen can go to. I do. I mean, the, the Cowboys, and I know this is a frustrating thing to hear right now because the season's over. The culture has changed, and and that's why we live in a world where multiple things can be true. McCarthy came in and inherited a team that was soft, right? And they were soft again, and that's frustrating. I mean, they were soft in in back to back seasons against this same team, and that's a very frustrating thing to say. But they won twelve games of back to back seasons. We've said all the accolades. We've been through every single thing. I mean, he is making a difference. So. Um, when you ask if he is the guy, is he going to win a Super Bowl with the Cowboys? I don't know, but I think he's much closer than anybody who you would go out and get, including Sean Payton. That is just my opinion. Brian, thank you for the super chat on TikTok. Brian is a talk cowboy. Says Dak has moments of being elite and more moments of being bad. He's mid and has been for two years, but he's our quarterback, and that's not changing for at least one more year. The cap won't allow it. End of story. Again, I think to say he's mid is um, a bit of an exaggeration, but he was kind of mid on. I'm, I'm not look, I'm a little too old, I think, to understand what, what mid is. Maybe one of the youngins here can teach me what that means. Um, but if mid means like average, um, now I feel really old. Um, he was average he, and he was average when the moment demanded it the most. And that is the frustrating thing. Um Watsamata says, I have a positive. Thank you for the super chat, Watsamata. The run defense absolutely did not get bullied or big boyed, not remotely. That's true. And again, that's why that's where it's so frustrating, right? Like they stepped up in ways that they they fell short a year ago, but they fell short in new ways. And that's uh, the really, really, really frustrating thing uh, about the reality that we're living in here. Um, Nocturnal uh, Pursuits, thank you for their comment, says, in the history of the NFL, only three quarterbacks have ever gone to their first Super Bowl after starting for the same team for seven years, Peyton Manning, Matt Ryan, and Phil Simms, it's time to move on. Talking, obviously, about the tenure of Dak Prescott. I mean, I understand this point, but Dak Prescott did execute at times, you know, the time he was there at least, the best offense in the NFL. Like, this this presentation that he's not good um, is silly. Again, 
he was really bad when it mattered the most. And that matters a lot. But this idea that like, oh, well, because they lost this one game, you have to move on. It is hard. If you I'm, I'm willing, I'm not willing to entertain, but I'm willing to at least have a conversation if you want to present something to me um, about a path. Right. If you want to move on from Dak, what is your path? What is your solution? Because if you don't have one and I'm really not trying to be argumentative here, you're just complaining to complain. And I understand that there, this is the time to do that. The Cowboys season just ended. Um, that's tough. Shane Davis says losing Pollard was a real thing. Very, 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 very much so. Um, Tough scene this day. Um, Greg says, agree, that cost Dalton his renewal. Dalton Schultz, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys have Jake Ferguson, Payne Hendershot, um, et cetera. Jerry Jones, for what it's worth, did just say, uh, I've seen a tweet from a friend of the show, John Mishota from The Athletic, that this has no impact on Mike McCarthy's job. That should be true. Don't allow the moment to send you into overreaction city. Um, let's see here. Uh, this tweet from a friend of the show, Marcus Mosier. This was the seventh game this season where Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup was held under 25 yards. Marcus added that Gallup never had a game over 65 yards this season. And here's the thing. I love Michael Gallup. All right. He has had some amazing moments and amazing catches. But this was the bed the Cowboys made. The Cowboys made their decision when it came to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup last year. They obviously, again, not to reopen this situation, they chose to trade away Amari Cooper. They chose to sign Michael Gallup to a long-term deal. And they chose to sign Michael Gallup to a long-term deal despite the fact that he was coming off of a torn ACL. They also, in a bit of an arrogant fashion, and this did kind of work out for them, so you have to give them some credit, they chose to not really address the position. How did the Cowboys address wide receiver beyond re-signing Michael Gallup and trading away Amari Cooper? They signed James Washington, who didn't even make it to the playoffs with them, right? Who didn't even play more than one game. They drafted Jalen Tolbert, and everybody said, watch out, here he comes. Jalen Tolbert's going to be amazing. He was inactive almost every game. I know that's an exaggeration, but for the most part, he was inactive. The Cowboys basically ran it back from last year with their wide receiver group without Amari Cooper and with Michael Gallup less healthy than he was a year ago. Um, it's um, it's that that was the that was one of the things that hindered them all season long um, that they really have to kind of own up for. They have to get some more help at the wide receiver position. Um, yeah, T.Y. Hilton came in and offered something near the end, but it just wasn't enough. Justin, think of the super chats as hopefully this is the last we've seen of Zeke. That's a bit of a negative way to put that. Um, but Zeke was so. Look, Zeke has been a wonderful player for the Cowboys, um, but man alive, I mean, just was not super helpful from an offensive efficiency standpoint this season. Um, obviously, Tony Pollard was the more prolific runner, and obviously in this game, Zeke had to do more work or had to carry the load more when Tony Pollard exited. Zeke Elliott finished this game with 10 carries for 26 yards, and that is an average of 2.6 yards per carry, his longest run of the night in a playoff game, was five yards. Keep in mind that CeeDee Lamb's longest run of the night was four yards. Brock Purdy's longest run of the night, just for a little bit more context, uh, was six yards. Zeke Elliott had two catches for seven yards. So you're talking about Zeke Elliott, in the totality of it all, had 12 touches for 33 yards in a playoff game. And that is another bed the Cowboys made. And and they they gave Zeke that contract. They couldn't get out of it. And so we will see. We, and yeah, they could restructure things. They could give him more guaranteed money. They could keep him around. But why? I mean, I love Zeke and he's been an awesome player and been been an awesome kind of, it's been a fun era of, of the Cowboys. Obviously nothing to show for it in the serious sense, but um, Zeke's presence inhibits Tony Pollard's performance. And I'm not saying the game completely changes. And we saw the moment where Dak was seemingly going to hand it off to Malik Davis and the pressure just got to him. But I don't know how you can, with a straight face, rely on Zeke in the second half of this game. I don't know how you don't use Malik Davis more. And again, not that that one thing changes the result of this game, but 
Um, that's just kind of who the Cowboys have been for uh, for six, seven years now. Faree, thank you for the super chat again. Says, what if Kellen can't call better plays because Dak isn't up at the level of play to complete the play that we need? Do we draft a quarterback or trade for one? Um, again, think of the super chat, but no, I don't think you do that. Um, there are a lot of issues to fix. Quarterback is not one that I anticipate uh, the Cowboys addressing. Although we'll see what happens with Cooper Rush. The Cowboys could be in the market for a backup quarterback, obviously, since he's a free agent. Cracker Jack, thank you for the super chat, says Cowboys missed out on at least four points with the missed blocked extra point and the interception before the half. SMH agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the, the biggest you know sort of swing in the game, I know I used that word, was the end of first half sequence. Um, just really, really, really tough. T Swizzy, thank you for the super chat, says I can't watch another season of Zeke runs up the gut first and second down. And all curl routes on third and long. Very, 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 very tough times. I want to make sure I'm not missing any super chats. Again, there's a lot of action here. We obviously all have a lot of emotions. There are over a thousand of us here. Um, so at least we're standing in solidarity, although I do think there are some trolls here as well. SB says, I'm a positive fan too. Positive, the tech sucks. It's not emotional, it's a fact. Christopher Lopez says, BTB, I don't want to hear Dak is working all offseason to be in the best shape of his life. That's BS. Um, man, I mean, that's the thing. And I, whenever I, I say something like this, I say whether it's fair or not. I don't think it's it's not logical to, to take one play or one game and, and make a legacy out of it. Right. That's not a logical thing to do. If an NFL player plays 200 games, it's silly in a mathematical sense to take 10 of them and say, well, because of these 10 games, X, Y and Z. However, these games obviously have an extra weight of importance. These games are massive. These games are why you're, you know, paid. These games are why you're brought in. These games are why you're supposed to be the difference. And so it is going to be a very long offseason for the Cowboys. You told us you were different. You weren't. You told us you weren't going to fall short. You did. You told us that things were going to change. And ultimately, they really didn't. Yeah, they are changing. Yeah, we're seeing incremental growth, but you're running out of time. And now you're going to have to start paying other players. Um, the Cowboys, look, I love Micah Parsons. And I, I love this defense. And Dan Quinn is amazing. And Dan Quinn might leave, right? Dan Quinn leaving, or if he does, might change the sort of calculus associated with this Cowboys defense. But something we talked about a year ago, and we will talk about it again, despite the fact that we were wrong, is that the Cowboys defense is very likely going to regress from a turnover standpoint. They defied the odds this season. I will give them that. Respect to Dan Quinn. Respect to the Cowboys defense. They defied the odds by generating more turnovers this year um, than anybody else. But you know what? They didn't get any defensively in this game. And you know what? That is likely going to regress. Micah Parsons is probably going to regress at some point. That's not to say he's going to suck or going to be terrible. But the Cowboys have gotten all-world play from an incredibly important defender. What happens when that changes? You know, you cannot just assume that things are going to stay status quo everywhere else. And so that's what makes these opportunities lost so precious. Mikey Montano, thank you again for the super chances. RJ, can I finally convince you to move on from Kellen Moore? Look, I'm not Kellen Moore's biggest fan in this moment, but again, the Cowboys offense was on fire for most of this season when Dak Prescott was under center. We cannot forget that. This was a very frustrating showing, and I'm not opposed to the idea of moving on from Kellen Moore, but let's not ignore all of the good and focus on the one bad piece, admittedly a very large bad piece. Harith, thank you again for the super chat. says, enough about Dak. We have an offseason. Who do we keep since TB will be tagged? Uh, I think even TP, Tony Pollard. What is the biggest position of need? I say quarterback right now. Um, the biggest position of need might be wide receiver. Offensive line and defensive line. The Cowboys have their left tackle of the future. We'll see what happens with Tyron Smith. Uh, obviously, Ter Terrence Steeles is a restricted free agent, so you have to figure that out as well. Um, corner is a need. Kelvin Joseph. Hey, Kelvin Joseph had a forced fumble in this game. That is a need. Um, so you could talk me into corner. You could talk me into receiver. I, you could always talk me into defensive tackle, um, but those are the main needs. I mean, we don't need to waste time 
um, on the quarterback situation. I know everybody's frustrated, but we can be logical about this. Tell Benjamin says, I haven't felt this terrible in a while. I agree with you. Caleb says, before this game, I was telling myself that I was just happy we made it this far due to the circumstances earlier this season. However, this loss just hurts. 28 years and counting and nothing to show. And here's the thing. Um, I agree with you, Caleb. I mean, when you say, man, this team lost their quarterback for five games, you know, they still managed to, they won four of those. They won 12 overall. Uh, they probably would have won their division if the Eagles had not had one of their best regular seasons, if not the best regular season of all time in that franchise's history. You want a playoff game. You ran into, you know, for all we know, the Niners win the NFC. Well, I think we're, we're all hoping that, right? you know, the Niners could win the Super Bowl, right? Like, you know, maybe you just got bounced by the best team. That doesn't make anybody feel better. Um, but I, I think if, I don't know. I think if the Cardinals had this season, maybe they feel pretty great about themselves. I think if, um, you know, the Commanders or the Bears or, or the Lions, right? The Lions, you know, flirted with the playoffs, and that's a big deal to that franchise. But it's just been so long. It's been so, so, so long um, that we're just kind of tired with this. Like, we've been there. We've done that. We've sort of, you know, we've gotten this prize. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're kind of used to, to this. Okay, cool. Through the wild card round, right? All right, here we go. Like we we've sang this same same old song and dance. It just feels like a sitcom, right? It feels like um, you know, it feels like one of those like episodes of like a like a, a a TV show where they like fix up old houses. Like, oh, this is the part where they bring everybody in and they do the demolition. You know, like we've kind of seen this episode a hundred thousand times. Um, it's a tough, tough, tough scene. Uh, Daryl Baker says bye. Schultz, uh, Alan Carpenter says it's the same season every year um beat chew up says i can't wait until next year um yeah it's look it's uh it's tough it, it look there's nothing there's no way to spin this there's no way to make it feel good there is nothing it is pain it is misery it is frustrating it is terrible for thank you again for the super chat says they said they were using the tag on par there was a report today uh from nfl network that the cowboys may use the tag on tony Pard if it comes to that although you know we'll see what happens obviously uh beat you up thank you for the super chat uh and for the third time telling everybody that i'm a salesman i'm not selling anything um you know uh i'm selling um uh, good times right good energy if, if i'm selling anything it's the blog and the boys youtube channel we hit 19,000 subscribers over the weekend we're not stopping we're not going anywhere the season is over but we will have dallas cowboys content available to you all off season long it would be wonderful to hit 20,000 subs uh sometime soon if you have not yet please consider subscribing to our channel uh, we work very hard we have a lot of people behind the scenes doing different things we will have steady videos throughout the season or off season excuse me throughout every single week we have YouTube shorts. Obviously, that's a newer development on YouTube. Um, I don't know what, but and I'm certainly open to ideas. I kind of want to do a Madden season, you know, and like within Madden, you know, what I'm saying like do like a, a franchise mode and, and stream or record that. I don't know, whatever. Uh, we'll figure that out. So uh, we have some things that we've been talking about, but I'm certainly open to y'all's ideas, but uh, definitely not selling anything. Loss last shall be first, says Kellen Moore is trash with the trash emoji. Um, Kevin says Dak equals Danny white um it's uh man it is a tough tough scene um man just just a rough 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 day justin think of the super chat says what role do we as fans play these failures what i'm sorry what role do we as fans play in these failures I think you meant the word in these failures failures year after year are we too quick to forgive poor performances and show up for the organization every year i know that people like to say things like you know just stop buying tickets just stop buying merch just stop this I don't think there's a wrong answer here, but if you're curious for my answer, dude, be a fan. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be a fan and, and you want to buy a Jersey or you want to buy a cap or a t-shirt or something like that, you know, 
and, and like the, the general counter to that idea is like, look, if the 10 of us stop buying stuff, it's not going to make a big enough dent or whatever. I don't know that we play a role. I, I really don't. Maybe that's the answer. My personal belief is like, you know, maybe we we gas the team up maybe we believe in the team too much right maybe that maybe we fall for it every year you know maybe that's that's our greatest flaw um but if you know if our flaw is believing in our favorite team i'm fine with that you know i'm fine being flawed in that way uh so um i don't know that you know we we certainly don't have any responsibility for what uh what has happened over the course of the last few hours um that's just my take on the situation uh let's see here uh fred says dak lost to purdy with a lot of laughing emojis yeah he did i mean like who's who's gonna hide from this who's gonna run from this i don't i don't know anybody um that is gonna do that lauren says rj would you please explain why you saw soft i would say that may have been true last year but not this year now i agree and we mentioned this a little while ago run defense was great and stout and i think early in the game the defense at the tempo and maybe soft is not the right word to describe the offense but the offense was soft in disposition and and they were weak maybe that's the better word i mean the offense could not do anything and that to me you, you cannot come all this way and not just be willing to let it all rip i mean think of think about this this was the final play this was it and i i, I mentioned laurie Haresh, friend of the show uh this might be zeke's final play as a dallas cowboy playing center and and getting blasted right after the snap um let's see here like look i love dak and i'm not gonna sit here and defend him um i will say that what i'm about to tell you these are the kind of things that get annoying all right this is where where you're allowed you know to the question about fandom or whatever um dak is at the podium right now just reading a tweet um his quote says uh, his number of interceptions this season, his, his answer was, it's ridiculous. And his quote was, I promise the number will never be this high again. Um, look, again, Dak is a wonderful human being, uh, a beacon of giving, and and I think a great ambassador for the Dallas Cowboys. And like I said, has played like a very good quarterback many times throughout his career. But dude, like nobody wants to hear that right now. You know, and that that's like, that's just like, what? You know, and um, I talked about this on some of our shows here at Blogging the Boys. After the Cowboys blew their 14-point lead against the Packers, right, and that feels like forever ago now, and obviously it's insignificant in the grand scheme of things, um, after that happened, Micah Parsons said, you know what, if Dak ever gives me a 14-point lead again, I'm never going to blow it. And like a month and a half later, the Cowboys blew a 17-point lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I understand I'm not faulting Dak. Um, you know, he's kind of got to say this thing, but, dude, like nobody wants to hear this right now. No, nobody wants to hear anything, and I don't blame them. It's just – it sucks. The situation sucks. Uh, Dak saying – uh, there's no doubt that we'll be back. No doubt at all. Okay. All right. Uh, H, thank you for the super chat. Says 12 and 5 records, back to back playoffs. I'm upset, obviously, but it was nice to see how resilient they were throughout the season. Agreed. This is a good take. I like this. It was super disappointing, super embarrassing. All that is true. That they got back here is impressive. It's not impressive in the way we want it to be, but it is indicative, in my opinion, and I'm going to assume H's opinion, uh, that the Cowboys are becoming more stable now becoming more stable doesn't mean winning a super bowl so you have to find a way to close that gap santos lozano says rj being good or bad is defined by their highest stake moments that's what separates the good ones from the bad um i think that's that's an unnecessary leap though you know we we can say that the players are good even if they don't have these great moments in the postseason right like um i don't mean to like light this flame but like are we willing to say that justin herbert's not good right like we we know justin herbert's a good quarterback obviously his team folded in a really 
unfortunate way a year ago or a year ago, a week ago. Um, are we willing to say that Josh Allen's not good, right? Because the bills were really flat today. No, we're not willing to say that, but they, Josh Allen, the chargers, Justin Herbert, Cowboys and Dak Prescott, they were bad in the biggest moments. That is undeniably true. Um, nobody is obviously um, going to disagree with that. That's at least my take on it. Uh, let's keep going here. All of your comments, like I said, uh, we're not going to do a stock report here because that's <laughs> obvious. This is just kind of a vent session. Um, let's see here. I think I'm caught up on super chats, just making sure I don't have any. Uh, here we go. Carlos, thank you for the super chats. As all things considered, thanks to RJ and the BTB staff, especially Jess Navarez for the daily show, LOL for the hard work and shows this season. Thank you very much. Um, I'm it's not lost on me how fortunate and blessed I am um, to, to do what I do for a living, to, to have this platform and, and just to have fun. I mean, like I'm, I'm so sad and I'm so bummed out and I cannot believe that we have to deal with all of this again. Um, but something I've said before is that, you know, when September comes, the Cowboys, they'll be back in our lives and we'll be back and maybe we'll fall for the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, but I, I'm, I really do consider it the, the highest honor that anybody, you know, you, Carlos and other people uh, would give us your time and give us your energy um, I think back a lot uh, to when I was in high school and, and how I was so obsessed with the Cowboys and I did not have an outlet for that. And I wanted it and I would annoy people and, and you know, just kind of overwhelm people uh, with my thoughts and my opinions. And I think about if a place like what we have, uh, you know, what we have here, Blog of the Boys, what I hope we have here, I think about what that would have been like to have found at that point in time. And so if we can all come together as Cowboys fans to talk and discuss and debate and sometimes disagree with one another, um, that's that's the coolest thing to me that, that we can all kind of ex exist as a community that way. Um, so that that is a cool thing. Thank you, Carlos. Watsamata, thank you for the Super Chats. It's changing things we can change. Dak ain't getting fired. He really, really thrived under quarterback coach John Kitna in 2019. Bring him back. Um, I don't know this for a fact, um, Watsamata, but I kind of recall um, John Kitna's name being in the news for not a great reason as of late. I don't want to make an assumption, but I kind of recall that off the top of my head. I have no idea what's going on there. Uh, you know, so I'm not going to touch that situation. PKO Terrace, think of the super chats as McCarthy is the right guy if you want poor clock management, undisciplined penalties, and 12 wins that end in disappointment. Peyton is much better. Look, I'm fine with the idea that somebody thinks that Mike McCarthy is not the best head coach in the world. Cool. I don't think he's the best head coach in the world, to be clear. What is this proof? Where, where is the proof that Sean Payton is the guy? Well, I, I would love to hear it. And I don't mean to be the guy that's like, you know, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl more recently than Sean Payton. Do we all remember that Sean Payton went seven to nine, three years in a row with, with Drew Brees? Do you like, you know, the, the, the Saints had an amazing draft class in 2017 that sort of relit their relevance. But, like, what did they do? What did they accomplish? They got to an NFC championship game that they lost and that they complained about, rightfully so, mind you, but that they got the entire league to change a rule for that was a huge disaster. They lost to the Vikings in the playoffs at home. I believe in the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. But, I mean, imagine that. Imagine losing to Kirk Cousins in a playoff game, right? They lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in a playoff game two years ago. The same team that Mike McCarthy just beat. I'm not saying the 2022 Bucks are the same as the 2020 bucks that want everything but this idea that that sean payton is flawless is a symptom of how he has worked the media machine i will give sean payton some massive credit and that he knows how to play this game sean payton knows how to be political he knows how to work this whole situation and he's got a lot of people believing that he's a much better head coach than he actually was again not saying he's terrible but this idea that he is uh you know the answer is a little bit silly to me beat you up has paid once again by a super chat to let everybody know once again that i'm a salesman if I have caused you to spend um, your money on two different super chats, beat you up. Maybe I am a salesman. <laughs> I'm clearly kind of selling something here. So uh, thank you for your support. AJ Zamora, thank you for the super chats, has been a DAC supporter since day one. 
Am I crazy to think as bad as his play was today that it's not all his fault once Pard went down, the offense became one-dimensional? I don't think they're crazy. I think I think if you ward it that way, people will come for you uh, because you know people will say, how can you not put any blame on him? He deserves blame. This Dak had moments. Dak had an opportunity. And you know what, Dak? I, I agree with you, AJ, by the way, on the one-dimensional thing. We talked about CD, right, and nobody else kind of existing to, to thrive outside of him. Um, but you know what, Dak? You got to make it happen. You know what, Dak? You have to be the reason. You have to be the straw that stirs the drink. Shout out, of course, to Stephen Jones. And he wasn't. And so we can blame Dak rightfully and assign him the responsibility that he deserves for this game. But we can also acknowledge that the Cowboys did not exactly build an offense that could thrive because all they have is CeeDee Lamb, especially, obviously, uh, once, uh, you know, once um, Tony Parr got injured. It was a rough situation. Uh, let's see here. I think oh, we have one more pko terrace thank you again uh, for the super chat it says saw Sturm story da- uh, talking about bob Sturm, the great bob Sturm from the ticket and the athletic Dak is near the bottom of the league in completion percentage over 10 yards and defenses can crowd the box because of it his accuracy is one of the worst on long throws and he showed it tonight again i'm not saying that Dak prescott is flawless but this idea that he is terrible is a little bit of a gross misrepresentation if you read bob Sturm, he is a big Dak prescott fan um Tough situation. Calvin, thank you for the super chat. Says the Diggs brothers were terrible today. SMH. Yeah, man. A lot of people want to see the Diggs brothers in a Super Bowl. Not going to happen. Think Tank Gallery says, RJ, I know we all feel terrible right now, but a week from now, don't you think we'll feel a little bit better with the last two years of progress? I do. And I think that that's, um, I think that's, that's an important thing to take away from this. At some point, the, you know, the emotion, the immediate emotion will subside. And that's why I said at the very beginning, I didn't want to tweet something I didn't mean about Dak Prescott. I, I certainly did not feel great about him um, and, and how he played today, but it doesn't change the overall, right? We, we talked about that. That's been a big theme in this discussion here is these moments are big. These moments are massive. These, these moments are what legacies and whatever are, are built off of. And Dak shrunk in that moment. Why, we can admit that. Um, however, we have seen legitimate progress throughout his career, obviously. We have seen legitimate progress over the last two years. I mean, think about the the Cowboys have played in and lost seven divisional playoff games since the glory days of the 90s. Dak Prescott's been the quarterback for three of them. Um, That doesn't guarantee anything, um, but it is is a promising thing in in a way that you have to look for things if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Unfortunately, um, let's see here. I want to keep going uh brian thank you again for the super chat everybody follow brian on tiktok if you're there he's at talk cowboy says can we stop for a moment and congratulate the niners they played well and overcame our defense although we gave them a run for their money now go ahead and beat the eagles next week for us i'm totally down for this um i'm not going to be somebody that's like i don't want the niners to get six rings go for it if the niners win the super bowl i won't care if if the Bengals win the super bowl i will really enjoy it if the chiefs win the super bowl whatever um i would love to see the Bengals in the super bowl obviously if the eagles win the super bowl it will be terrible. <laughs> so um, that's what we uh, are rooting against, um, you know, at all costs. SB says, Blog on the Boys is a great channel. I do enjoy your enthusiasm, even if I don't agree with some of your assessments. Thank you very much, SB. Uh, everybody, please do subscribe if you are here. Um, let's see here. Uh, Colio says, RJ, I respect you, but you're a spin master. I'm not trying to spin anything. Look, I'm going to be honest with you and straight up. The Cowboys were terrible tonight. Defensively, they were awesome, right? You know, and they had moments where they, they were bending and bending, and it just ultimately broke for them. Um, and I don't want to say, I don't want to like this, this will sound like a criticism of the defense and it really isn't. Um, if Elijah Mitchell stays in bounds, the defense 
I don't want to say loses the game, but the game is lost when the Cowboys are on defense. If Elijah Mitchell stays in bounds, we never get this stupid play. Again, I cannot believe that the Cowboys ran this with the season on the line. I get it was low probability. Um, I, I don't think – I'm not trying to spin anything. I've just – I've grown past the point of hating and hating and hating and being cynical. There are positive things. They're not, obviously – the most important things right now, but there are positive things to take away from this Dallas Cowboys season. Uh, oh, I love this super chat from Hemku says still loved this season. The first with my son. That is so awesome. Hemku. Uh, this was my son's um, second season. My son was born on Thanksgiving night or Thanksgiving day. Goodness gracious. I already forgot. He was born the day before Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving last year, uh, the night before the Cowboys lost to the Raiders. And so that is something that is very fun and very cool. Obviously, I hope you made wonderful memories. Um, that's what this is about, right? Like we want the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, but if you get to experience it and enjoy it with people who you love and people who you were close to, um, that is a, a nice, you know, calling it a consolation prize. Sounds like it's not anything big. It is a big deal. So congratulations to you. Uh, Mikey Montano says, bro, let's do an online franchise. I shotgun a spot. Again, I'm open to any idea. Uh, we do want to do things like that uh, here on the YouTube channel. Uh, maybe if we start a Twitch. I don't know. Again, we have a lot of time, obviously, on our hands now that the Cowboys season is over. Um, so um, tough scenes. Uh, Sean says, as fans, it's our right to trash our own team. Totally agree with you. Drag them. If you want to, it's your right. I totally agree. Um, let's see here. I am trying to catch up as my dog comes into the office. Uh, let's see here. See here. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to get to the bottom at this point. There are a lot of people upset. What a big shocker here. Um, uh, trying to get here, uh, trying to get to the, here we go. Here we go. Super chat from PK Otera says you missed both of my super chats. PK, I, I think I got them. I think I'm just a little bit late. I'm, I'm looking at the timestamps here. I hadn't seen them before. I'm about 10 minutes behind real time. So let me try to catch up to, um, to the world. Uh, Michael says, RJ, thanks for why you, what you do for Cowboys nation sure means a lot to me that we have a great podcast for the fans. Thanks, but thank you, Michael. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, um, I don't know how to pronounce this name. This is difficult. M-U-K, bang, sheed, I don't know, Dennis. Um, I don't know what this comment, the super chat is, but thank you for the super chat. Uh, Lamar Jackson's name was in there. I don't know what to say beyond that. Uh, trying to catch up, trying to catch up. Uh, Bo Bay TV, thank you for the super chat, says Dallas should sign Derek Carr and Mason Crosby. Thank you for the super chat. I will say I disagree. Farif, for the super chat, thank you, says screw it. Bring in Baker, <laughs> Baker Mayfield uh, to fight for it. Uh, we are, um, that's where we're at. Uh, Farif, again, think about the super chats. Is I feel bad for Mattress Mac, ten million gone. I think he'll be all right. Um, LQ, uh, thank you for your super chat, but it was it was rude um, and uncalled for, and um, we're I'm not going to participate in name calling. So, uh, but thank you for supporting our channel, Stephen uh, Brannon. Think about the super chat. Says my son Cooper is a third generation fan, raising him to be a fan because we love the team, not because they win every single game. BTB is great. Congrats on another good year from y'all, Stephen. Thank you so much. And, and again, like, do I want the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl? Obviously, I want that more than I want most things. All right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it is very high on my priority list. And, and I'm, you know, I'm speaking at a lower volume so that my wife and, and son don't hear me say that. Right. Like there are things that are higher, but it is very high on my priority list. Um, but if it can't happen and it obviously won't this season, at least um, if we can at least share good times and, and break bread, so to speak, here as a community, I mean, man alive, you know, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm I'm cool with that. Um, that sort of uh, you know, that sort of break of things. But let's keep going here. Uh, thank you, Johnny Boy RN, for the super chat. Says this loss sucked, but we can't just scapegoat indiscriminately. Mike McCarthy has been a positive impact. Dak has been better than not. I agree with this. 
this is a hard thing for people to take right now because right now the pitchforks are out. People just want to come. People people want a name. People people want something on a platter, right? People want to go after somebody or something or someplace or whatever the case may be. But again, if you remove the emotion of this evening, I agree with Johnny Boy completely. Um, it's just a tough, tough night. Uh, another one from MUK Bang She Dennis. Uh, think of the super chat. So, so, can we say that we need to consider a quarterback? No, we do not. But think of the super chat. Uh, I think I'm almost caught up at this point. La, Lax Lifters. Think of the super chat. Says me. 49ers win. Celebrate with class. YouTube. Let me send you over to this live stream. Great game, everyone. Lots of promise for both 49ers and damn boys. I think Lax Lifters is saying. Um, as I understand this, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lax Lifters, you are a Niners fan and you wanted to celebrate with some class and YouTube sent you over here. If that is the case, thank you for being classy. Um, kind of a rough beginning to this game. And I know some people kind of enjoyed the like emotion in the back and the forth. Um, it worked out for the Niners. What, what can you say? Uh, but if that's not the case, if you're a Cowboys fan, well, sorry for you know mistaking you. But thank you for the super chat nonetheless. Um, trying to get there uh, to the very end of the comments. I know some of you are. I'm trying to catch up. Uh, to all of your comments at this point in time. It's been a fun show here. Obviously, super devastating subject matter. Uh, Carlos, thank you for the super chats. It's just remember it hurts now, but one day it might not be next year or in the next 10 years, but one day we'll be laughing while we watch the NFL acknowledge us, while we lift the Lombardi. I love the positivity, and I know that's something people don't want to hear right now. Um, that is true, right? Someday, in all likelihood, or the, the odds are, someday it will happen. Unfortunately, that day is not coming any time soon i do see that we have a lot of niners fans um here and you know what you know what i love about sports is when you can drag somebody when you can roast somebody right like i believe in peace love and harmony right i'm all for that but i i said i've said it several times this show i'm an astros fan so if any yankees fan wants to talk i'm here to talk right if any phillies fan wants to talk I'm here to talk, right? Because I'm the, you know, I'm an Astros fan, right? Niners fans, look, if you're here, first of all, thank you for supporting us. Maybe subscribe to the channel, whatever. And if you are on, if you are a Niners fan, by the way, go follow my very good friend Rob Stats Guerrera on Twitter at Stats on Fire. He has his own YouTube channel. He does such a great job covering the Niners and the NFL. Stats is a, a great friend of mine. Um, he was on the NFC mixtape here and the Ocho. There were several appearances that Stats had this past week. Uh, on blogging the boys and throughout our network. So if you're a Niners fan and you want some excellent coverage of the team through their NFC championship game appearance and potentially beyond, not just this season, but in the future at stats on fire is where you find him on Twitter. Rob stats Guerrera is the best. Uh, but if you are a Niners fan that is here, congratulations, you earned it. You have every right to talk trash and drag us and make fun of us. I said at the very beginning of this stream, it is not a rivalry right now. The modern history of this back and forth is an ownership. The Niners own the Cowboys. They beat him at AT&T Stadium. They beat him at home. They beat him with Jimmy Garoppolo. They beat him with Brock Purdy. It can be any place, anywhere, any quarterback. The Niners will find a way to beat the Cowboys and will force them to embarrass themselves. We've seen that now in back-to-back years. So take your victory lap. Uh, you enjoy it. Mook Bang, thank you again for the super chat. Says I was saying that we need Lamar Jackson, a corner, more depth on wide receiver and another kicker. Pollard going down was hard for us. I agree with all of this except for Lamar. I'm a big Lamar fan, and I can't wait to see uh, what happens with him this offseason. But um, I know that Dak Prescott was bad tonight, but we don't need to do this whole situation. AJ Zamora says, just saw the Cowboys pick 26th overall. What should they do with it? Receiver, corner, whatever. Um, they need help. They, they need help, and, and that's something that obviously we'll, we'll have a lot of work to do um, to figure out over on over the next few months. Um, Dak Prescott's line uh, in the locker room right now says, it all sucks right now. Yep, we know. J. Ron Curse, uh, it's a tweet from Calvin Watkins, the Dallas Morning News. J. Ron Curse fought through tears in the locker room. 
It's just tough. A winnable game, it's tough. You did everything you could, J. Ron Curse. Nobody uh, is blaming you. Think Tank Gallery says this is a worse ending than last year. Why are we putting the ball in Turpin's hands with Zeke at center with the season on the line? So frustrating. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I wish I had a lot. I wish I could sit here. Um, like Kay Mool Hall says RJ isn't a spin master. He's a spin doctor. I wish. I wish. I'm going to leave this comment here as I put this play. I would love nothing more than to sit here and spin this for you and tell you what the Cowboys were thinking, in my opinion. I can't. I mean, like, like, I, I, who can defend this? Nobody can, right? Like, nobody can defend this. Nobody can defend putting 12 points up on the board in a playoff game. In, in, and not just a playoff game, but an opportunity to do something different, an opportunity to, to end it all, right? And look, had the Cowboys won this game and lost in the NFC Championship game, we would have been just as pissed off next week. But it, we would have had the, like, the little sad, pathetic, like, well, at least they got to the title game. Cool. You want a road playoff game this year. Congrats. We'll give you your, your little flowers for that. But you cannot do this. And now you're starting to like you're starting to give some validation to the idea that like this is your ceiling, which is a tough scene. Uh, Lax Lifters clarified for everybody. He says, yep. First time guest. Glad that YouTube recommended this channel. Have subscribed. Love the energy. Thank you very much, Lax Lifters. Um, hope you enjoy um, the weekend. We really again, I think I speak for everyone in saying we hope your Niners absolutely crush the Eagles next week in Philadelphia. Um, Chaco. Um, Chalateco09. Hope I'm getting that right. Think of the super chat. Kellen Moore should not be back next year. Jerry Jones won't fire him, though. I will say this. Um, Kellen was the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys for the fourth year in a row this year. And it is rare that an offensive coordinator gets to four years with a single team. Um, so obviously, it's even more rare uh, that an offensive coordinator gets to year five. Um, so um, Tough scene. Black Slifters, thank you again for the super chat. Says YouTube is recommending everyone here. Great show. Okay, I see the um, the, that's how the Niners fans got here. Wow. So the YouTube algorithm, as we kind of figure out what happened here, the YouTube algorithm put us in Niners fans' feed suggestions. Huh. Interesting. Uh, well, look, if you are a Niners fan that got here either for the live show or the after, you know, show or whatever, um, I have no ill thing to say. I mean, I, I think. I mean, I do think it was a winnable game because the Cowboys defense played heroically. And that is not at all a shot or shade or whatever um, at the Niners. We were all afraid of this. If you're a Niners fan, I, I know I speak for Cowboys fans um, when the um, goodness gracious, when the what game was it? Whenever it was um, when, when uh, last week, last Saturday night. Well, actually, I'm sorry. It was after the Niners beat the Seahawks. And we knew going into that Giants Vikings game, we ran a poll on our site. We said, OK, Cowboys fans. If the Giants win, Cowboys are going to San Francisco. If they win. If the Vikings win, Cowboys are going to Philly. If they win, right? And we asked, who would you rather face in the division around? Every single person, just about 95% of the vote, said the Eagles. Everybody was scared of this. Every Cowboys fan was scared of reality. And the reality is that the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, et cetera, et cetera, they own the Cowboys. They own Mike McCarthy. It's tough. That doesn't mean McCarthy sucks or Dak sucks or whatever, but they they can't get through this team. And that's, um, that's a tough, tough, tough pill to swallow uh but so if you're a Niners fan and you're here enjoy it enjoy it because your team won and uh did the victors go the spoils all right I think uh nope 2.0 thank you for the super chances Niners fan here wanted to say great game y'all fought very hard didn't expect you guys to match our physicality think you need another weapon or two very well said 2.0 um thank you for the kindness thank you for the super chat and like I said if you are a Niners fan go follow Rob Stats Guerrero on Twitter at Stats on Fire um and you will thank me later. Steven Lambert says losing the NFC championship game would have been worse. We'd be responsible for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I agree. And I was going to say maybe this is sad. This is definitely sad. Um, 
if the if the Niners do win next week, kudos to you, Niners fans, seriously. Uh, but if the Niners win, we. I, I'm, I'll be honest, we'll breathe a little bit, right? Like as Cowboys fans, we'll be, I guarantee you the first thing that the average Cowboys fan will say if a week from now we're sitting here with the Niners in the Super Bowl against the, I don't know, the Bengals, right? Like, cause that's what I want to see. Um, if, if that's the case, the most popular thing that every Dallas Cowboys fan will say is, all right, at least I can enjoy the Super Bowl, right? That, 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 that will be the statement that, that the average Cowboys fan says, you know what? I'm still pissed. I'm still upset. I can't believe they ran Zeke out at center, but at least I can enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. What's going on? Who's got, you know, what props or whatever? Who's doing the boards? Who's making the snacks? I, I can enjoy the Super Bowl because if the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, it will be two weeks of anxiety that they're going to get their second title. And that is not a reality that any Cowboys fan wants to live in. Um, so, again, is it sad that we can sit here and say, like, oh, well, at least we didn't lose to the Eagles in, uh, you know, the NFC championship game? Yeah, it's very sad, but it just kind of is. What is it is? Kenneth Cook says, RG, stop kissing the Niners ass. I'm not. Like I said, as my dog scratches um, the background here in his crate, th they beat us. And I look, I'm, I don't have a problem like making friends, right? Like if Niners fans want to come here and support us and be cool to us after just dragging us, I'm fine with that. Um, and they destroyed the Cowboys. They exposed the Cowboys. And so um, just here to, to be jovial and to be fun and to be friends. Uh, David says, props to D'Amico Ryan, great D. I'm very interested to see what D'Amico Ryan's future holds. Um, Bear, seriously, everyone understands that you're in the crate and you're getting comfortable. Um, all right, let's uh, move on. B. Uh, Bennett Gala says, Niner, thank you for the super chat, says Niners fan here, want to say, LOL, get wrecked. There's the rivalry. Again, not a rivalry. I sat here and said it's not. So um, thank you for at least paying to say that, Bennett Gala. Uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, let's, I am finally caught up on the comments. All right. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, there are some, you know, rude comments, uh, some crude ones. Uh, Justified says, Cowboys lose on my birthday. Can't say it's been the first time. Uh, Bear, be cool, man. Seriously, sorry about that, Justified. Uh, hope you had a happy birthday, though, in spite of the results. Mook Bang, Sheed Dennis. Uh, again, think of the super chances. Go Dallas, made it to second round. Optimistic. I think that's fair. Uh, Rick Reyes says, destroyed. We destroyed ourselves more than they did to us. They did destroy the Cowboys offense. This is an offense that was on fire on Monday night. And I know the Bucks aren't great, but the Bucks were a solid defense, right? This, this was an offense that exerted its will just six days ago, right? And they shut that down. They destroyed the Cowboys offense. I'm not above saying that. Although, I mean, I think we would all agree the Cowboys defense obviously uh, came to play. Uh, Nicholas Tour says, what do you think of the second and two? If Turpin pushes right, he takes it to the house. Um, I mean, I don't know what to make of Turpin. Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I think Turpin had some nice returns in this game, but I think we, we thought this Turpin thing was going to be such a thing this year and it just wasn't, um, PK Pally. Think of it. The comments as Niners fan here. The Cowboys D line was off the hook in the first half, constantly blew past our line. Never saw that all year. Kudos to your D line. Um, agreed. Uh, Isaac Brown says, hi, Eagles fan here. You know what, Isaac Brown? I hope because you ended up here that your algorithm suggests nothing but Dallas Cowboys content to you all week long. That's what I hope happens to you, Isaac. Um, Kanye West uh, is the name. Says, Philly going to be home favorites, but the money's going to come in on the Niners. Um, okay. Um, the line, in case anybody is curious, the AFC Championship game, according to our friends at DraftKings, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by one. And meanwhile, in the NFC Championship game, the Philadelphia Eagles have opened as two and a half point favorites against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Grizz, think about the Super Chats, says, we want 
Uh, we know you want Niners to win, but honest analysis, who wins next week? I think the Eagles have too many weapons for the Niners. It's a good question. Um, I'm actually going to open this up to the floor uh, if you're here with us live. And by the way, if you are here with us live, we've had a poll on our YouTube channel, um, which was who is to blame for the Cowboys loss. I'm checking this now. The four options were Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, someone else. That was up to you. Uh, the overwhelming vote has landed on Dak Prescott, 76% of the vote. So I'm going to open this question up. Um, Protect the Sun One says, I just got here. Have you started defending Dak? This has been a very not good episode for Dak Prescott, in case anybody did get here I'm late. Uh, Crypto uh, Spook says, Did they make us home dogs? No, the Eagle, if you're an Eagles fan, the Eagles are two and a half point favorites at home. Although, if you believe that, you know, there's a three point, you know, home advantage, if that's what you're talking about, then yeah, technically, um, there is, you know, that is, is gone and eliminated. But um, okay, so Eagles or Niners? That is your question. If you are here with us live, if you are part of the chat, we seemingly have Cowboys fans here and 49ers fans and Eagles fans. So I imagine the answers will be muddied a little bit here. Um, but um, oh, let's see here. Um, Todd Archer of ESPN, by the way, as we wait for your answers, um, just tweeted out, Tony Pollard suffered a fractured left fibula that will require surgery, according to multiple sources. Normally, those require a three-month recovery. Holy crap. Uh my answer, um, all of you are chiming in, by the way, I will say that because uh, we got to get to this Tony Pollard thing. I think the Niners win. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Eagles suck or the Eagles are frauds or the Eagles are losers, but the Niners have looked like the best team in the NFL for a little bit now. And so I think I, I, I really want, I mean, I'm obviously rooting for the Niners. I think they win. I, I would love to see as a football fan, a Niners Bengals um, Super Bowl at this point. So uh, let's get this um, comment up here, this line, excuse me, uh, Tony Pollard reportedly suffered a fractured left fibula. Um, I spelled that right. Um, Three-month recovery, likely. All right, uh, let's get this up here. Tony Pollard, this is important to us uh, because we're Cowboys fans and our season is over. And so now we're focused on the offseason. And Tony Pollard is a big role or has a big role in this offseason, given the fact that he is obviously a free agent to be. Um, I mean... Man, first of all, I just feel so bad for Tony Pollard. He has had such an incredible season. It is such a bummer for him to get hurt like this. Um, you know, right before he had an opportunity to cash in. Um, man, that just sucks. That's so terrible. I, I mean, man, that's just such a such a bummer. Um, oh, we have a, a person here that's uh, spamming. All right, I I trust you all. I trust your judgment. I'm going to put them in timeout. So um, done. All right, I heard you all. Uh, it is decided. I have trusted um, the loyal people here of our chat. Three months of recovery puts us at April, right? So that's a month after free agency, so to speak. I mean, I'm kind of approximating here. Um, I mean, the cold reality um, of of the business of the NFL is that is going to, um, you know, uh, impact his his ability, obviously, to to get a contract or whatever the contract is going to be. It's just tough. I mean, it's tough. I, I don't know. I don't know what happens with Tony Pollard. I mean, I think we all want Tony Pollard back, right? Um, you know, the price is important and it's, it sounds so like crude uh, to say like, oh man, well now they can get him back cheaper. I mean, uh, Brian, I'm not saying you're being crude, but Brian super chat says injury may make Tony Pollard cheap enough for us to resign. Um, again, it was noted on Sunday afternoon by NFL network that the Cowboys, and this is true. I mean, the Cowboys could place the franchise tag on Tony Pollard. Um, it does seem like Tony Pollard's, earning ability in the offseason has been 
affected. Um, I don't think there's any way to kind of get around that. And that's just a huge, huge bummer. Um, Toxic Sooner says, why is RJ talking about the Eagles and Niners? I came here. I came to hear him defend Dak. Look, we don't have to live in these like extremes. And I think this is an important way to kind of wrap this up. And we'll be back here. We'll have a live show on Tuesday night here on the YouTube channel. We have podcasts coming out every day on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. The Cowboys lost. They were not enough. Dak Prescott was not enough. They underwhelmed and underdelivered when the moment demanded the most from them. That is true. Nobody, no, nobody rational in my mind is going to run from that. Um, that does not mean that they are trash. That does not mean that they are terrible. That does not mean they have to make these wholesale changes, right? Like we can understand that there are some things that that need work. Obviously, um, there are some things that need to be adjusted and some things that need to be improved upon. Um, but they are clearly not where we want them to be. Protect the sun. One thing with the super chat says, how do we fix Dak? I'm off his bandwagon. We all said, okay, this is not who he is, but obviously it is. I will say this. I'm not willing to say that Dak is not the guy, right? We're going to see different, like different shows and whatever. going to say Dak ain't it right. That's going to be kind of the headline sort of thing. I'm not willing to go that far. Um, but I am willing to at least say, um, Man, um, that might be a question, right? Uh, Crypto Spook, by the way, says RJ Pro Tip, get a yellow light for future podcasts. You're very pale. Thank you so much, uh, Crypto Spook. Uh, I'm on Twitter at RJ Ochoa. If you can tweet me like a link to one, because I don't know exactly what you mean by yellow light, so that would be helpful. Uh, I do feel kind of like you know this this light is just, just all over me. So thank you for the, the help. Uh, Lax Lifters says overall thoughts on the season. Did McCarthy improve from last year? Are the Cowboys moving forward with momentum? And I think this is the the kind of way to frame this. Yes, the answer to these things is yes, they did improve. And they improved in, in notable ways. They survived the loss of their franchise quarterback, right? They, they missed their franchise quarterback for five games and, and they won 80% of them, right? Like in years past, I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, I know you're not lax lifters, but um, you know, if you're a Cowboys fan, you know what it was like in 2020. You know what it was like in 2015. You know what it was like in 2010. You know what all those things were like. When this franchise has lost their franchise quarterback, they have been done. They have been incompetent. They've been incapable of doing anything. And we saw them improve in that sense this year. We saw them thrive. We saw them deal with different injuries. We saw them handle themselves without Tyron Smith. We saw them some saw them find a left tackle of the future that they believed in when all of us doubted, right? We saw them, you know, defy the odds defensively and, and still manage to get a million takeaways, right? We saw them believe in Brett Maher. And granted, that, you know, was a bit of a rough landing here as the season came to a close. But, I mean, they proved that their level of decision-making should be trusted in the future. That's not to say that we trust them implicitly or completely or totally, but they, they have earned some benefit of the doubt back. And I realize that some of you think that that, that is expired because they lost this, this game, this divisional matchup. And that's, that's fair, right? I'm, I'm fine giving some of that credit back. But, I mean, they have proven that they are different than the teams that came before them. And that does not mean that they have the answer, that they're you know going to win the Super Bowl next year. But they are different. They are, they are not the team that has success and then fades the next year. They are not the team that you can just predict in that way, shape, or form. They are becoming a more stable team. And the odds are, if you continue to get to this round, if you're in the wild card division around next year, maybe next year's the year you win it. And I know nobody wants to hear that. But if, if you surround yourself with this type of success, then it's very probable that at some point it is going to work out in your favor. Um, although, you know, I say that and the AFC championship game is a repeat of last year. The NFC championship game has a team that was in it. 75% of the teams in the conference championship games got back. And I think that that is both encouraging and discouraging, right? Because 
you know, it, it can be that easy for some teams to just get back to this same place, um, which is whatever. But I do think to answer the question, the Cowboys improved, and I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Anthony Gonzalez, thank you for the super chat. Thanks for a great season, RJ. Looking forward to the fire sale to improve wide receiver two through four. Tight end, RB one and two, and hopefully investing into the offense. We need heavy hitters. D is still promising, keeping SF under 20. I agree with that. Uh, making sure I don't have any more super chats here. Uh, Colio Von Julio, thank you for uh, the super chat. Says, uh, given a mediocre quarterback, elite money is worse than having no quarterback. So, I mean, I agree with that. But forty million dollars a year is not elite money anymore, right? And and that was if if you're like me, that was the point that we had, right? You know, that people act like, oh, Dak's making forty million dollars. Forty million dollars is a bargain right now for a franchise quarterback. That is the reality um hi man thank you for the super chat says i just think that dak needs another oc kyle shanahan adjusted to cover purdy's weaknesses in the third and fourth quarters i agree with that um ian gable you were a bit rude uh so we're going to put you in timeout as well um uh mr fang with a lot of threes uh says seriously how you guys feel about dak is how we felt about jimmy g it will get better patience and luck i think the cowboys have really improved go niners um that's um you know that's notable. Crypto, thank you, says just get 2,000, 2000K to whatever. I don't know how to read that. Um, you know, literally 2,000 2, watt to 3,000 watt light bulbs. There we go. For that room or a desk lamp with a 2,000 to 3,000 watt light bulb. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Crypto Spook. I will uh, take that advice um, and implement it for the offseason. Because, like, what do we have to do now, right? Now we have the Madden thing. Or I don't know. Maybe we turn into people who stream Rocket League. Um, I, I mean, who knows? I've never even played uh, Rocket League. It's I don't know if that's embarrassing or not. I, I've already admitted that I'm not young like some of peop the people here. T. Swizzy says, RJ, thanks for a great season from you and the BTB crew. Just want to close with this. Um, I said it a little while ago. If you had told me in high school when I would just you know live and die with the Cowboys and they would impact my mood so much and, and I had this energy that just didn't feel like it was ever matched by anybody, if you had told me that you know they would still lose but that I could experience it with so many people, with a thousand people in one room at one time here, I mean like – I would have never believed it. And this season was really fun and, and really did kind of help me find my fan again. Um, you know, doing this professionally, you kind of lose a little bit of, of that sometimes um, just the way things are and whatever. Um, but this, this season kind of really, it, it sounds cliche, uh, but this season kind of taught me how to love the Cowboys again. And so I'm really grateful for that. And, and that love obviously, you know, leads to heartbreak and, and leads to devastation. And so that makes this moment really, really, really painful, but it was such a fun ride. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you to the super chatters, to the subscribers, to the people who like the videos and share the videos and send the clips and send the TikToks and the Instagram reels and comment and whatever. People who wish my son happy birthday on, on Thanksgiving Day. People who, who just had kind words to say that the trolls, the people who I had to put in time out here. Um, it is it is the experience and the thrill of a lifetime to do this for a living. Um, and so I'm really grateful to all of you that you allow that to be the case here. Um, Man, um, tough times, tough, tough times, but um, we got some shows to do. We got some work to do. Um, if you like me at all, you can follow me on Twitter, or if you want to experience the things I say, because you don't like them, whatever, uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa, on TikTok at RJ.Ochoa. 
Um, you know, have things coming out every single day, obviously, on every one of those platforms. Uh, if you haven't, please do consider subscribing here to the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. We put out videos throughout the week, and that continues in the offseason. And like I said, we're going to figure out the Madden thing. We're doing YouTube shorts as well. Um, if you listen to podcasts, subscribe to the Blog of the Boys podcast network. And this will continue in the offseason as well. We have two shows every single day. If you're a podcast listener on the go, on the work, or whatever, when you're working out, um, you know, all of this free. I mean, and I, that, that's not me being a salesman again. Um, completely free. All you got to do is have the YouTube app, subscribe, like the video, have a podcast app, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitch, whatever. Subscribe. If you can leave a rating, write a review, those things, um, they help us out. It's um, it's really lame, but it is uh, true. Uh, so sorry to be the like influencer person that's like, please like our videos. Uh, but, um, you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Loco, Texas. Where is it here? It says, RJ, are you going to do an NFC championship or Super Bowl after game chat. Um, I hadn't thought about it, but you know what? Yeah, hell yeah. Why not? I mean, um, so we'll be back uh, after the NFC champ. Well, well, I mean, we have a lot of stuff coming out here on the channel, but we'll be back for this kind of thing after the NFC championship game next week. We, maybe we'll wait till after the AFC, the NFC's first. Um, so maybe we wait till the, the AFC championship game's over and we know who the Super Bowl is. And then we'll, of course, do something after the Super Bowl as well. We'll try to have some fun games we can play along also. Um, I mean it. I love you all. I love you all with all of my heart. And I'm sorry that we had to see this um, <laughs> together. Um, they'll be back, right? Next year. Next year is their year. Uh, thank you so much for joining everybody. I hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll talk soon. Thanks for hanging out here at Block on the Boys.